Welcome to Savage. I'm your host, Kelsey Kenry, CEO, wife, and mom of three. This is where you find the aligned strategy and mindset shifts to unleash your power, unlock your freedom, and step into your full potential as a CEO. Every episode is full of tough love and hard truths with a side of tactical guidance to expand your success. You ready? Let's do the damn thing. Hello, hello, friends. I'm very excited because we are having a good chat with my friend Megan today. So she's going to be joining us here and we're going to be talking all about the true measurements of success, the measurement that not a lot of people use to measure their success. So I'm really, really excited to talk about this. We'll let Meg hop on as well and we will just get into it. But this is going to be an incredible conversation where we are going to probably... (laughs) probably talk about some very interesting topics that are not talked about very frequently. So let's let her get on here. There she is. We're doing it. How are you? I'm great. I'm so good. It's been an early day here. So I almost feel like I'm done working in a weird way. (laughs) Yeah. Good day. Well, I'm really excited to, this is, I feel like we're bringing our personal conversations online right now. (laughs) I know. Yeah. And this topic is just so, it's so perfect. It lines up obviously with the podcast, which we could talk about, but also just, I think what you and I have been talking about the last few months as we've gotten to become friends. So I think it's definitely a breath of fresh air conversation that people need to talk about. Yeah. It's really interesting because I noticed that there's so many people who feel like they're not doing that well, or really they, they start to cap where they can actually go because they're so concerned with like hitting a certain revenue number. And it's almost like this tunnel vision of getting to a certain place, especially with all the money marketing that takes place. And that being the main driver for people has caused like a lot of, a lot of mental health issues and a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, and a lot of women who are really fucking awesome, not feeling good enough. Yeah, exactly. It's been something I've noticed. I made a post about this recently. You just hit the nail on the head. Is so many people from the last few years who had very fast success, like the, the whole six figures in six months, literally, like really quick success. I noticed that they almost all of them had some kind of burnout in a way, whether it was like mental health, physical health, like they had to take a step back. And, and it's like, I don't know if that's just part of entrepreneurship and it's inevitable. We all have to deal with that stuff. But I noticed it was the people who were like through hell or high water, I'm hitting this income goal by this date. Even if I have to never sleep or never see my husband or whatever it takes. And I've been there. I, I, I get it. I've lived it. I breathed it. And it's just like, you don't have to do that. Like the timeline doesn't have to be that short. That does no measurement of your successes if you did it in six months. So, yeah, yeah. you're so right. You're so right. And that's like one of the things I really think is important is like building success without sacrifice. Right. And so for me, any, anything and everything that I've built has always been with my quality of life has always been with prioritizing, wanting to be a present mother And so I think that what happens for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially is that 
it's almost like this lie that you tell yourself to where, oh, this is only temporary. But what people don't realize is that how our brains work and what's actually happening is that we are reinforcing old beliefs and we are reinforcing neural pathways in our brain that continue so that we are still showing up and we believe that that's the only way that we can succeed. And so we tell ourselves, well, I'm going to just do that so I can hit this goal once I get to that goal or once I finish that launch or once I have this many people or this income level, then I'll rest, then I'll sleep more, then I'll I'll work out and take care of my body, whatever the thing is. And what I see for so many people is that instead of hitting that and then actually doing what they say they're going to do, it just becomes what's next. And then it's after that goal. So it's never, it's never enough. It's never good enough because there's always going to be something more that we want as ambitious women. But I think that people fail to see the reality of the habits that are being built inside entrepreneurship. Yeah. And it's like a, a huge part of that is sustainability. Like you said, right after that, then what happens? Can you keep that up? And there's so many different business models. There's so many ways to craft your business. And I've heard you say this a lot, like, especially if you are a mom or someone who wants to be a mom, like, is your mentor someone who either is or like gets it right? Like they're building towards that. It's so important because that was a huge thing in me picking my mentor is like knowing that they've built their business for that set up for that, because Otherwise, it's like you you can't just copy paste what someone else did. Your your lifestyle is going to be so different, you know? It's one of those things, I, I'm curious your thought on this. I think it's one of those things sometimes you have to learn the hard way. Like we can talk about it and tell you, but you're going to be like, no, 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 I'm different. I'm going to be fine. And then you have to learn it yourself. And I've had a couple of clients have to go through that. And they're like, you were right, but I had to go through this myself. I'm curious your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, you know, it's, it's I think that... I I call it getting lost in the sauce, right? And I think it would be totally out of integrity for for me to say that there wasn't a point where I got lost in the sauce. The reality is, is that there's not a single one of us that doesn't want more money. And so I think that every single person has the goal to make more money. It's just, is money your primary driver or is your quality of life your primary driver? And why can we not start building and changing the way that we move and the way that we make decisions to where both are prioritized, to where it's like, is this going to make me more money? And is it going to enhance the quality of my life? Because for a lot of people, it might make you more money, but it's not going to enhance the quality of your life. And I definitely have hired, I hired two mentors that were, you know, beyond multimillionaires. And I was like, yes, this is going to be great. I'm going to see how they, how they move and what their back end looks like and, and how things are set up. And definitely there's that piece in your brain. That's like, I could totally replicate what they're doing. And what I learned in both scenarios while, while drastically different is it, they, the way that they did things would not work for my life because one that was a mother was not a present mother and does not mother the way that I want to mother. And that's important to me. And the other one was just, that's a whole different story for another day, but it was just not, not sustainable, not something that would work again for my lifestyle. And I, so I think a lot of people, it's, it's just that surface level and that's marketing, right? It's like, that's the surface level need. You're like, oh, if I have more money, it solves all my problems. Therefore I'm going to make money the top goal. 
but we forget that you can, you can hire and you can pay someone to teach you to make more money. But like at the end of the day, the mentors that make a lot of money, that just means they're good at sales. That doesn't mean they're actually a good mentor for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What happens once you're in that act, that coaching container, you know, and, and it's also like, is it scalable? Like, can you grow it that way? Or do you have to change it? I've had to change my business model so much because of that. I'm like, Oh, okay, well, that's not scalable. I'm only one person. I can't just do this, this live coaching, you know? And I think it's so, it's so important. And it's also too, is like the timeline. I think the quality of life, like you, I love how you said in the podcast this week, your success is determined by the quality of your life. I keep quoting you on that. And it's like, if you move the needle, say if your goal is six figures in this year, right? You're, you're new or maybe you're not new and you're just like, I want to hit six figures is amazing. Why do we think it's like low on the totem pole? Let's just say that it's incredible. Um, but let's say your goal is to hit six figures this year. What if it takes you 15 months? What if it takes you two years and you didn't crush your relationships. You didn't burn out. Your health is incredible. You've, you've set it up sustainably. Was it worth it versus rushing and making it happen and then having to change everything around because you didn't build it sustainably. It's like, we have these timelines that arbitrarily we put on ourselves from the industry. So uh, that's something I've been playing with even this year. Like my mentor and was asking me my goals and my goals are actually probably way lower than she thought that I was going to say. And I was like, I've got my reasons for that. And if they surpass amazing, but this feels really sustainable for what we want to work on to then like pull back to spring forward in a sense. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Hope I didn't ramble too much. (laughs) Like you said so much there that I agree with. And I think it's so beautiful because the reason why people don't pull back and pull into more of like an observational view is they're so afraid of what will happen when they do that. But also the timeline piece is like, I always say, if you're climbing a mountain, right, and you get to the top of the mountain, you don't stand at the top of the mountain, looking around at the beautiful view, looking down at how far you've come. And your first thought is, well, took me too long to get here. Should have got here faster. That didn't count. Yeah. But, and that's why it's like, it doesn't, the time in which it takes you to reach somewhere is irrelevant, but the journey is really what matters because this is going to sound really morbid, but like, what if you're burning yourself out? You're like your, your quest for seven figures from, for, you know, eight figures, whatever it is, is like, that's your, that's your dream. That's your goal. You want to build this wealth. And what if you die in that quest and you've ignored your children, you've lost your relationships, you have no friendships, like that's a huge piece that like nobody talks about in entrepreneurship is like the isolation because you're so focused on business goals and to do's and checking like, but do you have friends? What do you do outside of your business? Who are you? And I feel like motherhood and business is just another piece of that because they're two identities that can, that can really pull you away from yourself too. Yeah. The identity piece is so big. If your whole identity, which I, that was me in 2019, 2020, my whole identity was my business. I was like, I'm nothing without this, you know? And 
used it almost as an escape for, to deal with shit that was going on in my marriage. And then it came to a head and I was like, oh, we, we are being forced to confront this now. And I'm almost, I'm not almost, I'm very grateful for the way it happened because I think it, it led, it led us to where we are. I believe that every step of the way, but to move forward, if I was like to do it over, it's like, wow, it didn't have to get to the rock bottom. Like my whole identity is not, I am not Meg, the business owner. And I'm not just Meg the wife and I'm not just Meg the dog mom or the future mom or the singer or the daughter. You play all these different roles. And when you latch onto one identity, if that thing goes away or is having a tough season, it is like a rock to your whole world. And business, you're going to have seasons. You're going to have seasons where you're working more and you're going to have seasons where you're taking off. And at least that's how I kind of run it. It's, it's never balanced, you know? And so it's so the identity is like such a big, big thing that I think we should focus on in, in everything. <laughs> I think the quest for balance is a journey that's ongoing. I don't think that's a destination. I don't think that we just get there and we're like, I'm so balanced right now. I yeah. think it's it's always ebb and flow, like you said, because there's going to be things yeah. that happen in life and in business that are going to require. But what I think is necessary is that we have some sort of standards and boundaries that we set that we are unwilling to compromise on because I think that's a big part of how women hold themselves back and why they aren't enhancing their quality of life alongside enhancing and elevating their income is because they are giving so much of themselves that it's taking away from them. So it's like, great, your bank account's rising, but like, how does your heart feel? How do you feel when you wake up in the morning? Like when you're sitting with your partner, are you present? When you are, you know, sitting with your kids, can you turn your phone off? Like I've had clients that I ask them to delete their email from their phone and they, I had one client like lose her shit, lose her shit. (laughs) I'm actually going to do that. That's a smart idea. I don't have, I don't have any notifications on. So like I have to come on the apps to check stuff, but I email that's, I'm going to do that right after this. I'm deleting it from my phone. That's terrifying. So I get it, but it's like, I'm sure. Did she, did she actually do it? Did she go ahead and do it? Yeah, but it, yes, she did. And that's, you know, the power of the power of mentorship sometimes is just the accountability aspect, right? Like we know that from fitness coaching days too, to where it's like, Hey man, at the very least you have somebody that's forcing you to do something that's really uncomfortable. So then you do it and you see you're still alive. That's literally all coaching is. It's like permission and accountability. Yes. Yes, but it works. That's why it works is because you're like, when I have client sessions and they're like, so I have this idea and I'm like, all right, let's unpack all the fear around why you're not executing on this idea. And then I'm going to make you implement this idea. And it's like, oh shit, I actually did it because I, I made myself and I told somebody about it. I love it. I love it. Maybe we, I want to definitely for anyone who's new from my audience for you and you for me, I want them to talk about the podcast that you guys are on this week because I think it's such a unique angle that we had. So Kelsey and Eric, her husband were on the couples conversation segment of my podcast and we interviewed them all about the ups and downs of entrepreneurship, things that they had to give up to really prioritize their family because they realized this whole conversation, the quality of life wasn't equaling success it wasn't where you wanted it to be and you you really analyzed that and so any like sneak peeks you would give from your perspective on the podcast because I just think it was so juicy and there's so much for them to to dive into in it 
Yeah, it was such a good conversation. And I think it's a great listen, whether you're married or, you know, even want to be married or if you're a mom or want to be a mom or any combination of those things. So, you know, yeah, there's, it's very cool to be able to speak from a place where I feel we've been very successful being married for 10 years. I feel like that's rare nowadays, especially in entrepreneurship. But yeah, there's, there's so many golden nuggets I feel in there just about being able to figure out when things are working and when they're not. And even though it's scary to recognize that something's not working and then put in place scary things and and let go of things, even sometimes when those are things that you love for the greater good, for the long-term success, um, there's a lot of talk about that in the episode, but it was just a really good conversation. I feel like we could have probably pulled multiple episodes from that conversation. Oh, yeah. I thought that too. I was like, we can go down a lot of angles. And that's something I said in the, in the show notes, I was like, if you're, if you're an entrepreneur, this is really going to inspire you regardless if you're in a relationship or not. Cause we talk a lot about the ups and downs. We talk about starting businesses and, and getting rid of them because you realize it wasn't an alignment. If you're married, it's going to really, really help you. And then if you're married an entrepreneur and have kids, it's, it's just going to rock you because that's a huge thing you talk about, especially as when you had your third kid, like Every single, I think the quote we have in the beginning, the clip is like every single kid adds a new layer of like, okay, got to redo things. And so especially anyone listening who has children or wants to like Mike and I, that's our journey this year. And we were so inspired listening to it. And just, it really, as I was like reflecting and creating the content to promote it, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like really bringing so much hope for us. And just seeing you guys as such a model of the, the marriage, the family is number one. And we have very successful businesses. Like it gets to be both. And I think you guys are such a beautiful example of it gets to be both. Yeah. And I appreciate that. And sometimes it, sometimes it doesn't feel like that, you know, and I think that's why it's, it's important to, to just always be true to like what, what we need. And I know this is something that I love about you is that you always, you know, you stay true. You aren't afraid to, to pivot and say, when something doesn't feel good anymore, when something's not working anymore. And I think that goes back to this whole conversation about really, you know, we get to define success in whatever way that we want to. And so one of the most powerful things that I ever did was actually sitting down and writing a new definition for success. And it can be ever changing and ever evolving with the season that you're in and and with what's going on in your life. And I'm really excited to see like what success looks like for you as you become a mom and, and what that's, what that's going to bring. But it is, it's a whole different level. It's a whole different layer. It's a hell of a hell of a time management skill. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I'm hoping a lot of the habits I have with time management now will carry over, but I also know part of it is for me, it's going to be like, we talked about this in the podcast a little bit. It's like letting go when things don't end up in the time you plan. And so I'm like, I know there's going to be a lot of things throughout wrenches thrown in and I'm pretty good with adapting, but I'm also very like, okay, we're supposed to be here at this time. Like we need to be here at this time. So I'm like, that's going to get thrown around a bit, but I'm ready for it. (laughs) It's so funny that you, that you bring that up because I think that that's one of the skills that will absolutely be sharpened because you won't have a choice that carries over, especially into mentoring and coaching clients is adaptability because we don't know how to adapt 
until you are forced to adapt, until you're put in a position. And so when you have situations to where it's like, I have a client call and a baby that's crying at the same time, like, what do I, like having to pick those decisions on the fly. And so it's really funny because I always tell people, I'm like, if you really want to learn how to adapt and how to grow your business in a different way, like hire a mom, because the way in which our brains work, when you become a mom, (laughs) the way and the quickness in which we can make decisions is incredible. Like I I can redo a whole schedule in like 30 seconds. I And so when it comes to like launch plans, new offers, I'm like, oh, you just do this. You just move this around. Like it's it's such second nature. So I think that it, it won't be by choice that that skill will be sharpened for you, but it is such a skill that plays into so many different roles that will be so helpful for you and for your clients too. That makes a lot of sense. And when I think about it, I have a lot of clients that are moms in the, and when I think about a few of them in particular, they have that. They're just like, they don't overthink. They don't like, they're like, all right, we'll just do this. They don't freak out if it doesn't work out. They're like, whatever, it's fine. My kids are alive today. You know, <laughs> like we're good, you know? So they also just don't take things so seriously. And if you, I'm like, oh, I love it because you have the long-term vision. They're like, it was one launch. It was one post. We're, go- we're going to be okay. Like we're going to keep going. So I love that. Yeah. And I think that's where it's just so, it's so cool to watch, you know, like women like you who have built, and I love what you're doing in being so intentional in what you're crafting now to set yourself up for that. Because I've worked with and seen a lot of women that do one of two things. Either they the baby comes and they think they're going to run their schedule the same way that they did and they're burnout and they completely push everything for themselves to the back burner. Like for me, I, one of the things that Like I've always consistently trained. I've always consistently had, you know, morning and night routines, like besides the the hazy couple months postpartum and stuff like that, because that was not a negotiable for me. And so it's either that all that stuff goes to the back burner and never gets re-implemented or they completely, they, they choose the business or the kids. And for the business, that's really sad because I believe that as women, we have a purpose outside of motherhood. And it's really sad when they choose the business over the children, because I think that as mothers, we all want to be as present as we can. And so that looks different for everybody, but it's, you know, usually one of those two scenarios that I see. And so what, with you making the choice now and with having this foundation, you know, with your marriage and putting that at the forefront, I think it's just such a beautiful setting for you to bring a, a child into and for you to be a mom and it'll be an easier transition for you than a lot of the business owners that I've seen or worked with, honestly. Uh, thank you. I, I received that. I'm working on it and that's the hope. I'm sure once things happen, I'll be like, oh crap, we got to change this around and this around. But it's like, as I look at my schedule, I'm like, yep, I can do this. I can do this with the help of my husband who's home. So that helps a lot, you know, and, and family and all that jazz. So yeah, we're definitely setting up, setting it up in that way. But yeah, having you guys on was just like, it's it like was such a vision for us, you know, I was like, Oh, this is our future, you know? And so it was really like, what's that word when you have someone that, Oh, it's an expander. Like you guys are an expander. Mm-hmm bander couple for us you know what I mean and it was really it was just so fun I I loved having you guys on it was great it was a lot of fun yeah it was a lot what do you I have a question for you what do you think 
because we we've touched on like a few of what I what I think about like people being, you know, strictly prioritizing money over their happiness. Um, but what do you think are some of the reasons too why people don't see their well-being and their quality of life as a measurement of success or why they ignore it? It's a great question. You know, I think it comes down to like the catch 22 where a lot of people, and this is just, I think society, but also the industry, especially if you're business coaching or if you're, you know, you're building a business, you need to make money. When you think of a successful business, you think more money, right? Immediately when we hear, oh, her business is really successful. We think it's making a lot of money, but we don't also consider, okay, it's very successful. It's making a lot of money, but how are her relationships at home? How is her health, right? For some reason, the money is just the shiny thing because we think that's going to help. Like you said, once I have that, I'll be able to improve all these areas, but it's actually the reverse. Once you improve your health, once you improve your relationships, once you improve your mental health, all of that, then you make more money. It's like, it's kind of that old saying, not old saying, but it's that happiness. I forgot who said it, but it was basically like, you you can't just wait to, I'm going to be happy when I'm going to be happy when I have the kids, I have the husband, I have the, this, I have that. It's like, you got to be happy in your life now. And then you will start to attract those things. And it's like, that is something every day I'm working towards is like what you focus on expands. We were talking about this in our relationship coaching yesterday. Like we have really big financial goals with our family. And I started to be very negative, like, oh, we should have more saved that we spent too much here and all this stuff. And that was like my verbiage. And Mike was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you don't, you need to focus on what we have done. Like, look, this is incredible, especially at our age. Like if you're just focusing on what we haven't done or we should have done, you're not going to attract more of it. So I think it's the same thing with the monetary. It's like, that's the message that is so drilled in is if you get to this 50K month, 100K month, 10K month, whatever it is, then the floodgates open, everything's better. But you realize once you get there, oh, my my level of happiness didn't actually change. (laughs) I just have more money. (laughs) And sure, it can buy some things. And I'm not gonna lie, vacation makes me happy. So I think it can buy some happiness. But at the end of the day, it's like, that's not gonna heal your like things you need to go to therapy for, things you need to work on with your body, things you need to work on with your relationships. No amount of money is gonna change that. And I think honestly, it's just like something you have to learn through experience and be like, oh, I hit, I got the money. I hit the goal and I still have this thing that's not working or I still don't feel that fulfilled. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think the issue here is like all of that is the core of it is rooted in our belief system. And when we don't challenge our belief system, when we don't change our stories when we don't change our habits, then nothing else changes. And so It's like starting with how do we view success? What do we believe about success? And then rewriting what is my new belief? And then going out, I always tell people when we're writing new beliefs, when you want to adapt a new belief about something, you have to write the new belief and then you have to go out and get the data to support that belief. And that's the hard part for people because until you are, you have that data, it's hard to believe, right? It's hard to believe that you could be happy without X amount of dollars. But at the end of the day, I also believe, once again, that we don't necessarily have to choose between between wealth or happiness. It's about yeah. cre- creating a plan that can give you both. And so a lot of people, yeah. if we if you create with that in mind, if you create, you know, your your launch plan, your offers, your 
your forecasting, knowing you're only going to work a certain amount of hours, knowing you're going to have a date night every week, knowing that you're going to spend X amount of time with your kids or pick them up for school every day or take them to activities, then like you're creating around those boundaries. But there's so much fear around doing that, especially for women business owners, because we want to, we, we think that in order to get that, we have to give a certain amount that is not necessarily like you can give so, so much, but like, what are you pouring back in? Like, how are you giving back to yourself? And if you're not giving yourself time to pour back in or space to pour back in, you're not able to actually give. And that's why it's so important um, for women to prioritize themselves and question the beliefs that they're holding around success. Yeah. Uh, I love that. I had a client recently who kind of I feel like had this revelation of what you just said. And she realized like she makes incredible money. And, she, you know, once you get to a certain point, you start to get sucked into the, okay, now I have to, I'm at this level. Now I have to go here and I have to go here. That's what everyone's saying. And she started to get sucked into that, which is fine. Like the thing is, it's not, if it's true for you and there's such intention behind the reason you want to make the money, I'm all for that. Make as much as you want to make. Right. But she said, she's like, my marriage is great. I love my life. I'm making more money than I ever thought was humanly possible that I could make. I have all these savings. Like I sure if that happens, great, but it's going to happen naturally. I am not going to go add a million extra things. Like I am so content. And I think there's this like verbiage out there that like, and I feel like I've heard a quote like content is like the death of your growth or something like you can't, you got to always be growing. And I believe that, but you don't, it could be in different ways. It doesn't have to just be this season is the monetary. Maybe this season is you doing some healing. Maybe this season is you doing a lot of mindset work and a lot of the leadership work you do with your clients. And then the next season is now I can actually go make the money and I can handle it. Cause that's a big thing too. Cause a lot of people who make that much money don't, can't handle it. Once it comes in, they're like, Oh my God. And then they sabotage, right? It's, it's like when people win the lottery and then they're broke. It's like, you didn't, you didn't change any, you didn't change the core. You didn't change the foundation. So there's, there's, you didn't, if you didn't change the core, the end up being Yes. More money, more problems. It literally will do that. If you don't change the core that you like, that you work on with clients. It's so accurate. It's like, you got to be ready. And you get these little tests, these little nudges. Like I had a, a TikTok do pretty well. And I got, it was a, not a polarizing one. I don't think it was very polarizing, but you know, I got a little bit of a disagreement, which I was like, cool, good. This is, this is, this is good. Healthy debate. And I was like, this is the universe testing me. You said you wanted to like really grow your TikTok. Can you handle a couple people? Cause if you're really going to grow, you're going to get way more than that. And I was like, I see what you're doing. Okay. We can handle it. So I think it's the same thing with the money. Like as you're getting it in, how are you handling it? How are you spending it? How are you looking at it? Like, can you handle more of that right now? Mm, it's such a good point. Such a good point because there's like, there's periods to where, like I say, there's, there's vertical growth and then there's horizontal. Like sometimes you're growing up and sometimes you're growing out, but like both of them are necessary parts. Right. So it's like, you know, in, in motherhood, it's like when I add another child to my family, that is a time where I am expanding out. I'm learning how to have a new capacity and hold literally another life. And so, and then there's times where it's, where it's vertical, right. To where the growth is an upward trajectory to where it is focused on, you know, you know, bringing more people into the business or more visibility or whatever that looks like. So I, but they're both so necessary. And that's why like the, 
when we're talking about really measuring your success, I believe that a huge component of continued success is continued personal development. It's easy again for us to tell the story of, okay, I'm going to make more money. That will create the happiness. Then we get there. We're like, I feel the same. What's going on? Okay. I guess I'll just shoot for more money then. And it's repeat, repeat, repeat versus if you're like, okay, more money. Awesome. Okay. Now what skills do I need to enhance my leadership skills, my communication skills, my emotional intelligence, whatever that looks like. And then it's like, okay, now I've packed in this value to myself. Let me go give and serve the world. And that expands you vertically. So it's just like this back and forth, but nobody wants to play the outward game because it's not as pretty. Yeah. It's not as sexy, you know, when you're having a year or a month or a season where you're pulling back to like spring forward. That's what I kind of think of it as. And we've been doing that for honestly quite a while, but the past few months, especially. And I'm like, it's not as sexy. I don't have any like really cool, new, fancy things to share where a lot of people are like this and that and these numbers and all that. I'm like, but I'm not doing it for these people. I'm not doing it to impress them. I'm doing it for my family. I'm doing it for our legacy, you know? And so just, I think it's like remembering why we're doing this in the first place. You know, you get caught up in that competition game. Yes. And like the vanity of like what you see here on this app doesn't tell the whole story. And like, I know you and I had a conversation of like, what would change in marketing if people use their net profit instead of their gross profit? Yeah. Oh, so much. <laughs> so much. Yeah. Many people who bring in less gross, but more net. So it's like, they're actually bringing home more. They're actually, yeah. they're actually saving more. They're actually, their wealth building activities are more. So it's very interesting, like how we choose, like what we choose to see and what we choose to attach to. Yep, exactly. And it's like, how are you bringing that in? If you're bringing that in, but you're working X amount of hours, right? You're hourly. I look at, I don't look at myself as having an hourly rate. Like when I'm, when clients are hiring me, you know, cause I think you understand that obviously more than anyone. It's like a, the package. It's not, oh, this number of calls, but I like to look at my own. Like how much did I work to make that? How many hours did I work? What is my personal hourly? And if that improved, which last year that like, doubled. I was like, we are winning. We we are winning. We made the same amount. Well, actually we made more profit. And I worked half the time. Like our hourly went up. That's amazing. That's such a win. And it might not be as fancy to say, I guess, to some people, although I think it really is, but man, that is a win. That's such a win. Yeah, I agree. That's great. I've never even thought about doing that, but I'm a math person. So when you were saying that, I was like, oh yeah. You should, you would love it. I had two clients. That was their big goal last year is they actually, their income stayed the same but they wanted to cut their hours in half to increase their hourly. And they did it. And I was like, you know, like that is so much cooler than doubling your income and doubling your hours. Like now you've created something that's more sustainable. So now you can get to that next level because of, of that. You're not going to be burnt out. You're going to do it in a way that's scalable. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe it's like the old lady in me, maybe it's the mom, maybe it's me just being an entrepreneur since 2011 But once again, like the same conversation comes back to prioritizing longevity and sustainability over instant gratification. Yeah, 100%, which is hard, I think, for a lot of people in the beginning. And it's like, there's so many people I see who have so much potential in their business, but they're trying these quick fix tactics or these like band-aid approaches. And if they just like extended their timeline, they'd actually do the right things that they, in the end, they'd reach their goals quicker. 
You know what I mean? It's, I see this happen to beginners so much. And I'm like, man, if you just like said, Hey, let me give myself two years to hit six figures versus six months and do the right things to put in place. I bet you you'll hit it quicker versus the other way you're going to, you're just going to be throwing things out there to try to quick fix your way. And it's actually going to take you longer. Yeah, it will. Because if you, the two things will happen, either you'll hit that point and then you'll be like, wow, where did the last year go? Look at all the stuff that I lost. Great. I have this money or you're a lot of stuff. And I don't know if you've seen this, but a lot of the women that I've worked with that are like multiple six, seven figures, their bodies start to shut down. They're having panic attacks. They're on, you know, nothing wrong with medications, but they're on medi- medications for anxiety or depression. There's a lot of, there's a lot of mental health stuff that comes up. And then there's a lot of health stuff that comes up too, which is like another, another big piece of this is just like being able to take care of yourself. Because at the end of the day, if you don't feel good, you aren't performing your best. And like, that's, that's a hard pill to swallow. When I tell like CEOs, that's where I'm like, I had a CEO, she has like a team of 22. And I'm like, I get what you're doing. I get that you want to be on the field with your people. But if you aren't taking care of yourself, if you are not getting your ass in the gym to move your body, you literally cannot lead from a place of fullness and you are doing them a disservice. And she was like, okay. Yeah, it's so true. And gosh, it's like, I know on those days where I'm like, okay, this was a bigger work day. This actually happened yesterday. And I was like, I could either stop doing, uh, I could stop work and go to go work out or go for a walk or fill my cup in some way, read a book, right? Whatever that is for you. Or I could just finish those tasks. And every time that I choose to move that to another day and prioritize me, I show up so much better the next day. And it's like this catch 22, we have to rest. You have to recharge. You will do quality subpar work. If you're just like throwing everything out there because it's on your to-do list and you're draining yourself. That's something like, I couldn't agree more. And that is something I'm really like grateful. That was so ingrained in me early that like the health aspect that is for one, like I will not get in something for work. If it means that I have to get my work in. like, that's first and foremost. Yeah. 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 Totally with you. That's like, the, the fitness coach in us too. It's just one of those like pillars that like, I think keeps us alive. I really, as, as silly as that sounds, I think that like, I've been in entrepreneurship. Like I really think that it helps us build resilience for entrepreneurship when you take care of your health um, and you just feel better. And it's so like, this has just been my own journey with health and wellness and the fitness industry. But I, I can confidently say like, I'm sure 10% is, is how I want to look. I'm not going to say none of it is because we're human. The majority is because I know I am in such a better mood. I am so much nicer. I have clarity. I'm like, I literally don't do it to look a certain way. I don't like, I don't care anymore. It's truly like, I just feel like myself. And if I don't do it, I don't feel like myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I am like working with people to help them get back into their seat of power when they feel disempowered. One of the best ways to do that is by actively moving our bodies, because it's just when you, when you challenge yourself in some way, when you put yourself in some sort of opportunity to see like what's possible and you complete it, like there's, it's, it's unmatched. And that for me has has been training forever. So I know you understand that too. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Oh, this is so great. This is so great. This is fun. Well, for anybody um, listening, make sure that you check out 
Megan's podcast because Eric and I were on. It was an incredible episode. Thanks, Megan, for showing up, for chatting. I hope that if you've listened to this, that you really, really do consider like, how are you feeling in the morning? How do you feel throughout your day? How are your relationships? Start looking at the areas outside of your business and paying attention to those areas and pouring into yourself personally. That will definitely improve your success when it comes to your business and the wealth you want to build too. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, go listen. Kelsey and Eric are such a fun couple for Mike and I to interview. We had such a great conversation. I know you're going to get a lot from it. Just search The Pretty Awkward Entrepreneur anywhere you listen and you can find the episode. It's from this Monday. So very recent. Awesome. Any uh, any last words for our people? <sighs> you know, I think the biggest thing that I'll, I'll leave with is Remember, it's, it's so corny, but it's just so true. The cliches are always true. Is like, why are you doing this? When you get really caught up in the goals and the money and the launches and all that, and that's amazing, and you can have these big goals, but even when you set those goals, why? Is it because a friend is hitting that goal? Is it because my mentor had that goal? What, where's that money going to go towards? What's the vision? And now every single dollar I make or goal I have, I go, what is this for? How is this serving my family? And then it's just like exciting. And it's not just like, because I think I should say this is my goal or that's my next level. It's like, no, 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 what it, where's it going? And so that, that I did work with um, the desire map, Danielle Laporte's book a long time ago. And that always stuck with me is like, what's the intention? Where's this money going? Where's the desire going? So, yeah. I love that. I love that. And I think a cliche right alongside that, that ties up our, our conversation with a pretty bow is like really the joy is in the journey. And like, if you're not enjoying the journey, you got to change something. For sure. So true. I have clients who, you know, they'll have launches and same thing with me. And I'm like, we can't control what happens in your launch. At the end of the day, you can do all the things you can test everything. You can rinse and repeat. You can have all the data. You can't control what happens. So if you are miserable the entire time, you're going to look back and go, that was a waste versus all right, it didn't produce what I wanted necessarily or the extent, but man, I had a good time doing it. Like you're going to live life anyway, enjoy it, you know? And most time when people are exciting and like excited and moving from that place of joy and happiness, that's when they tend to attract more, but that's a whole different thing to unpack the fear underneath that. But thanks for, thanks for chatting today. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. I love it. I love it. All right, lady. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. I'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Bye, everyone. All right, bye. If you are a CEO or entrepreneur, I want to invite you into a space that's unlike anything out there. CEO Power Hour is a free monthly live experience that you can join in person or virtually to get your questions answered to fulfill the desires for your business. Inside this room, you bring your biggest goal, the obstacles you are experiencing, or anything you want my expertise, eyes, and ears on. This guidance, along with the ideas and inspiration from other powerful women, allows you to be fully immersed in the energy of being supported and learn in a completely new way so that you can expand your business and your life to the next level. I created CEO Power Hour to bring together powerful business owners for connection, collaboration, and coaching. This is your invitation, and it's free. The link is in the show notes, so I hope to see you at our next monthly meeting.